2: you're listening to the hockey podcast network new
0: shows every day find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from hi everybody welcome Red Wings rant with tirades and impassioned please for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home Mike, there's about 20 new human beings who can call the Detroit Red Wings a home and uh we're gonna talk about them uh how excited we are I think is a definite (laughs) point of conversation to have and start um you, you you absolutely and we'll go over this uh you have to take into consideration like the national view on all of this uh we will take the this hyper focused local view you know what are we thinking we want to hear from you guys as well we'll take a look at Max Boltman's thoughts these are all queued up we have some good we have some bad we have some confused portions of this um Joe Diamond comes in first here we're definitely going to win all the games so joe loves all the moves i can only assume i can only assume that was some sarcasm uh decoy pink Eye. who is your babysitter rikishi decoy that was wait how how long ago did we have pink Eye? um curtis hi guys do we have br- to bring it yet <laughs> oh not yet Dan B. Hey, just got my new Fanatics Zadina jersey today. No, Dan. Oh, Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. Of course, uh, we could get this one out of the way. We don't even need to pull up the slide. Elliot Friedman kind of laying out uh, what's going on. Oh, my God, Mike, you're muted. You've probably been saying stuff this whole time, and I've had you muted.
2: That's how Matt operates, you know? (laughs) I'm so Uh, sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, Jared had a really good tag in the joke. Is it the same quality as Zadina's contract? Love it. <laughs> Low. Got him. Uh...
0: <laughs> All right. So, jumping into the Zadina stuff. Um, of course, put on waivers. Uh, we saw in the Steve Eiserman press conference, it was kind of like Steve was laying this out and he's like, hey, man, you wanted that contract. And I told you, you do this contract. Nobody's going to want it. Nobody's going to want you. And uh, Zadina wants off the team. Uh, The reality is nobody wants to take on that Zadina contract for someone that hasn't been able to put who hasn't been able to fill nets with pucks. As he uh, told us he wanted to. And um, now the story Elliot Friedman points out is uh, back to waivers uh, for his release. Leaving. What is it? Three million and some change on the table to just not be a Detroit Red Wing anymore and not have to go to Grand Rapids. Not have to try and win a roster spot. I don't know if that's betting on yourself mm. or just dumb. Um, but either way, Zadina, uh, he's made it clear. He's hes done with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, with with Elliot Friedman's story being true, of course, where him saying like Zadina is, is actively saying no to the money and would rather go on without it.
2: Are we going to say it's fair to uh, kind of chalk this up as a loss on the Iserman resume since uh, it was Iserman's idea to give him a, a multiple year contract. And we all said, well, it's not very much money, um, but we hadn't seen any th- proof in the pudding. And now Iserman is already ready to let him go. Um, so are we going to put him in the Sharat category as a loss? No. Um,
0: as, as uh, here's here's why he kind of is winning at this because i think it's the culture he's developed and this is this is going to be a bit of a stretch but just hear me out the culture developed here has rubbed off on these gentlemen <laughs> uh what so zadina's walking away from this money this is not going to hurt the red wings financially and it's almost as if Iserman set this up. I'm not saying he actively did this, but it's almost if as if he set this up where it was like if Zadina was gonna win the roster spot, awesome. If he had to send him to Grand Rapids, you know, coolio. Uh but neither of those things are gonna happen. Zadina wants to bounce and now we're not hurt financially. Zadina's gone. Now the failing, I think if if you want to go in that direction.
2: Decoy throwing in Zadina is better defensively than Sherrat. That made me laugh. Go ahead.
0: That's true. Um a lot a lot of a lot of people are. Um <clears throat> I think maybe the failing is just in what could have been done sooner to help develop this kid. If you want to say Blaschel was at fault, well don't forget Iserman gave Blaschel another year. Uh, if you want to say maybe things didn't work out properly in Grand Rapids, I think maybe changes could have happened there. Maybe, maybe it is the culture that's been established that, uh, Zadina just wants no part of having to go back down to Grand Rapids. Like there's lines to connect in either direction. I think it's fair to say that this isn't a victory for Steve Eisenman, mm. um, way, shape, or form.
2: I don't I don't know if you're trying to get Iserman to do an interview on our show, Matt, but I was kind of hoping you'd say what performance art said. Sorry, but Iserman has made some real head scratching mistakes in the last year. Um I think sadina is one of them. And I think it's just fair to uh, you know, he, instead, of, would... I, instead of trying to talk circles around ourselves around every single move Iserman has made has been four D chess. Um and this team is still gonna be in the bottom third of the league. Uh <laughs> I don't see that these moves really push the needle of us getting into the playoffs or making any well, noise in the playoffs,
0: right? That's that's a whole other this, conversation. This is, we're we're getting there. Yeah, but this
2: is this is one of those moves.
0: So like it's just to say like you 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 compared it to Ben Sherat and I would say compared to Ben Sherat it's a victory. Cuz Ben Sherat we're stuck no, with. No, we're
2: not saying which which is worse. I'm saying that they're both categorized the same way. This is this is an L. So if we're gonna talk about red wing culture and this guy's like, I don't even want to be in Grand Rapids, just get me the yes. hell out of here. That is an issue, I think.
0: Yes, that if like I said, if you want to have that conversation, I think that's fair. I think if you want to break it down from like we have we have guys that signed on to Detroit and they're like, you know, I really like I I can really see the vision here that Steve Eiserman's building as Steve just happens to be the guy that offered them the most amount of money on the free agent market for for contracts that, you know, the hockey news dubbed us a huge loser uh, of the first weekend in free agency, where it's like the national perspective is, yikes. And the guys who got signed are like, Steve's a genius. And then there's a guy who Steve wanted to give every opportunity in the world. And Mike, to your point and to performance arts point, He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good, fam. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this number eleven, burn it in the garbage, and I will go find. I'll find another option to
2: play I'll hockey. i go and follow in the footsteps of Verona, maybe. Maybe.
0: Maybe go. You'd succeed have to, you'd have to else, get traded right? to St. Louis, but yeah, maybe he's headed over to St. Louis.
2: Um, um, there's a couple comments in here. Blake, he threw something in that made me laugh. Uh, besides getting Norris votes um he said hey oh. efforts playoffs are he's on a hot streak here um and Michael Skrip, <laughs> who I don't think we've heard very frequently from I do Michael I uh, said fire Iserman, Lal joking no but at least um at least we could start being I, like a little bit critical of some of these moves <laughs> where it feels like we have yeah. given him such a a huge runway to kind of you know, Allow would, this team to flounder uh, you, without without cratering for a great draft pick um, and not st- being as aggressive with our offseason moves.
0: Would you say, is it fair to say maybe he lucked out on this not being as damaging because Zadina's going to leave that money on the table?
2: Say it again.
0: He's, he lucked out because this isn't going to be quite as damaging because Zadina's going to walk away from the money. Uh, yeah, I, you know
2: that that's true. Um, I think it just feels like we were all kind of puzzled about why did you even give this guy a three year deal? We haven't really seen anything, and then you know we're well, we're it felt like the ink had barely dried, and we were like, oh, he's healthy scratch. He's not even playing, um, and now he's gone.
0: So let's let's jump on this one. Craig's comment on YouTube, guys. If you're listening to the podcast, they're not done yet still the cat is coming uh jeff merrick and and elliot friedman i think put out there that uh who is it the islanders and the detroit red wings are the last two left on uh, the de conversation um now here's here's where i want to park this good or bad it's like if we are truly hearing that the Detroit Red Wings are in on this, and and you know maybe if DeBrinket goes to New York, we're all going to say like, well, Elliot doesn't really know, and Steve Eiserman never shows his cards, so what does he really know?
2: Mike, is that
0: are are we building another case, another? piece of evidence like if if this is what we're all kind of like leaning on like w- we're gonna get into like max boltman's thoughts which i think are the perfect way to sum up the free agent period which was there's nothing to be excited about with these signings they're not terrible nothing to be excited about because you haven't pulled in that top line forward yeah if i mean all you're, of you if you're, all you're of almost these...
2: gonna sign you're almost gonna sign depth by default right And the the thing that we wanted was this team doesn't score goals. So we wanted guys that scored goals, not guys who score, you know, 18 as their career high, which could
0: not is not found in this year's free agent market. I think, I think maybe the more fair conversation is just draft day. Did not go the way we had hoped. We did make a move with those three picks in the second round, but they didn't necessarily wet the noodle, so to speak. I I think that, you know what I mean? Like you weren't going to go into free agency and find something because it just wasn't there. But there's... That's where the
2: trademark was supposed to come in though because I've been hoarding all these picks, you know, um, second rounders, third rounders. um, And at some point, you know... We can't just keep fleshing out the depth. Um, I I know that's nice that the Seattle Kraken uh, had a miracle run, but uh, I you know I, th- I feel like you got to start turning some of those you know quarters and dimes into an actual dollar, and that's that's where I feel like we still. It's maybe the big question of this of this episode because we still haven't quite done a rundown of, of who we did acquire.
0: Yeah, we we should like, jump you, into the
2: slides. Yeah, can you can you stomach what they've done so far if you know that it's not the last move and there's still like, you know, a DeBrinket or like a a William Kneelander move up Iserman's sleeve?
0: Right, and and that's kind of where where I was landing, where it was like, okay, if this team lands that top forward scoring, this is looking a lot better than it was last year. Maybe it's, it's looking a little bit better than it was last year, right? Um, but I, th- I think there's an argument for that. And I think we'll we'll get into that. Blake thrown out there. Comfort's term is in question. But for Blake, that's all. Um, performance art. It's fair to say that mistakes were bound to happen. But we need to realize that we're still a ways off. Uh, Joey thrown in there. I'm just glad we don't have to worry about if Sedina is an NHL player anymore. Joey, that's you know what i you landed on a great silver lining here no more of this uh tiptoeing around the uh, are we wasting our time with sadina conversation anymore <laughs> it's, we're done we're good moving on um jared throw it out there holland should be forced by the board of governors <laughs> to take sadina it's his punishment
2: <laughs> jared's on fire today um... yeah
0: this is this is fun Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into the slides here. We've got, we've got some happier news. Elmer Soderblom, Mike,
2: it's his birthday. Another another, year and uh, another inch. Yeah, I was going to say another ring in the old tree trunk there.
0: (laughs) Uh, also Mike, uh, maybe you might argue not deserved, but, uh, promoted to assistant general manager and director of amateur scouting,
2: Chris Draper. I am a little jealous that he was able to grab that sport jacket before I could at um, that is the Waterford uh, Good Goodwill. Because I've no. seen that exact one on a on a grandpa that passed away. That's what it looks like. Um, I think that jacket is sweet as hell.
0: I would love that jacket. That is an um, old man
2: jacket. It smells like moths. All right, Matt, next slide.
0: <laughs> uh, Nolan Stevens, one-year, two-way contract. Who gives a fuck? All right. Welcome to HockeyTown. James Reimer and Alex Lyon. Of course, nobody should forget that James Reimer is one of the um, assholes that uh, started all of the issues with uh, pride jerseys and why the NHL is not doing pride jerseys anymore. So fuck you, James Reimer. If there's anything to hate about Steve Eiserman's signings, I will land on that one. No problem. Uh, Mike, I might even boo James as we go throughout the season. I don't give a fuck.
2: Fuck that! I, I hate don't, that signing. I don't remember what he said or
0: did. Uh, he refused to wear his pride jersey.
2: Ah, yeah. Um, because it because well.
0: of free speech, Mike. You know, he feels um as a member of the downtrodden, he feels like his he can't speak up, he can't speak his voice anymore. So instead of supporting a minority, he said nay day.
2: Yeah, I didn't know his rights were being infringed, uh, yeah, but uh, good for him to be brave there. In the. Yeah, of,
0: brave move by James Of a Warner. lot of,
2: of, a lot of uh, you know, minorities, good for him. Um, um, the only thing I right, think so... is when we boo him, it's going to sound like we're just calling for who-so. So, James, you <laughs> got off the hook there. Maybe that's what he was going for. Uh, he went to the team that's going to have a who-chance
0: so uh climp coston of course uh part of the the move that we thought we were getting kyler yamamoto and of course he was bought out which is really funny to listen to uh steve Eiserman talk about that and he's like yeah we just can't really put a finger on what we're gonna do with yamamoto and then you know not even 24 hours later he's bought out uh justin hall jt Comfer, as we've already mentioned shane goss daniel sprong christian fisher and hopefully our future backup goaltender <laughs> to bill Uso, so alex <laughs> lyon who uh almost uh you know I, I went back and looked at the stats and um you know for for the florida panthers thank god alex got hurt because uh, then they <laughs> then they brought in Bobrovsky and were able to uh, carry Bobrovsky all the way to the stanley cup final so another great sighting there my steve eisman um <laughs> curtis throws in there wait
2: that was reimer yes i fully agree matt um, um performance art saying his first game everybody should wear a pride jersey that would be really really <laughs> funny we need to. we <laughs> should organize that i like that a lot
1: um Dan Dan B B made a good the, point.
2: the scariest comment ottawa's hands are tied with DeBrinket. brinket is right to hold out for a good deal and it's scary to me because uh other teams might not be so I know oh. Iserman really he really likes winning trades, but that also means you don't get to make very many trades. Let me let me say this. Yeah. Please can I'm I I'm just saying say if that? we take a, a slight L on this one, so we can get just a couple of goals this season. Just a couple, you know? Yeah. Um I I hear you on that. Before you but jump they're... in, Matt, I think you should throw in Joey get as well. Ottawa's literally zero leverage in this trade. Take whatever scraps you're offered or lose them in free agency because we already know Debrinket doesn't want to sign in Ottawa again.
0: Good point. Curtis, Debrinket is also preventing Ottawa from signing Tarasenko. Tarasenko just changed his agent today. Another great point from Curtis. Um, Joe thrown out there. Curtis, that is the best part about this. So, yeah, there's no there's no rush to the Debrinket thing. So, like I, like I threw out there earlier and... Was it Dan B. that threw it out first, that the cat's still on his way? Like, you also have to think about how much success have the Red Wings had, but that DeBrinket still wants to come to Detroit. So even in that case where he's going to carry this all the way to unrestricted free agency, the Red Wings are still going to be at the top of his list at that point. And maybe that's just the Farmington Hills connection or farming is it Farmington or Farmington Hills. Somebody help me out. But either way, I, I don't think there's a rush to this because we don't, we weren't going to win the cup this next season. Right. So maybe, maybe this is it. You're just, Ottawa's in a tough situation. You, you have the cap space to take on this contract and maybe that's a loss in the long run. But I, I, this is my my thing, and we're going to get into the this list of free agency here in a second. Yeah. My my big <clears throat> stink with some of these contracts is that we're spending a lot on middle six, bottom six talent. And I've always said you have to lose. You lose in the top six. Lose there. Don't or lose on your top line. Lose those contracts. Don't lose bottom you know, your bottom six contracts. And it seems like. The Red Wings have set themselves up to either have lost on JT Comfort or Andrew Kopp because they're both around the same cap and they both can't center the second line. So there's right. that truth. So, they, you know, if you want to talk about one of them is not going to be bottom six, the other one will be. And that's my big thing. I think you you are fine, maybe overpaying. For it to bring it, see if you can bring those 40 goals back. Um, and I, I I just, that, I don't know. You were going to say something. Sorry.
2: No, um, I guess my, my ideal scenario and is, um, a Stanley cup is it drives me nuts that like (laughs) Iserman, Iserman feels like he's got to win every trade. I'm just going to blow past your comment, by the way, is that (laughs) Iserman feels like he has to win every trade and not necessarily like get a good player. Like. You know, I, I don't want to be I don't want to refresh my athletic subscription hockey feed and see that I got a C plus in my trade. Like, I, I want to see that I got an A in it. Um Well, I guess with that said, what I would want to see is it feels like to it can be had. And that we probably can offer a better deal because we have, you know, the draft pick surplus. We do have, you know, some prospects that I think, you know, haven't been overexposed. So they still have some value. In my heart of hearts, it would be really nice if we were waiting because we wanted to see if Nylander was actually available because that would be a significantly better player. Can we agree on that?
0: Let's pull up the old Evolving Hockey. I will tell you this. I'm surprised you're saying that. Why? Because you have the j in front of you? I maybe would have gone... No, I'm pulling up... uh, Evolving hockey. Because it's like I if, maybe you found out, if you figure out what you Neylander. have to give up
2: to get Nylander, and the DeBrinket um, like trade off should be a, a should be like a, a lower um, uh, like output from the Red Wings, right? Because he is going to be a free agent. Is it like if we can still afford him after a Nylander deal? Then you pursue him. You
0: could be right. And what's the other, our, uh, let's see if I could pull this up. Oh, Joe Diamond. I'm away dude, from the screen. He's just throwing
2: out there, Nealander over to Brinkett too.
0: Yeah, and the Maple Leafs right now projected cap space is an almost a negative $9 million.
2: So, you know, I think size-wise, point-wise, um, and he's he plays center. I mean, Nealander is kind of a guy we're looking for, right? But the problem would be, um, yeah, wouldn't Toronto want Me, to be trading Elander's another winger? I thought he centered the second line. Mm-mm. Is that Marner?
0: Uh, you've had it going between Camp, Tavares, and uh, Austin Matthews. And um, who else was centering on Toronto last year?
2: It, it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah, but, who cares? Um, I forgot the point I was going to make. Um, no,
0: I, let's just land on this. I mean, we we have the evolving hockey charts up. Certainly these numbers are elevated for Nylander because he's on I, Toronto.
2: No, but... I remember the point I was going to make too. The um, Damn the, it. The, like, the tough thing is that with Nylander and Toronto wanting to win now, wouldn't you have to give up more prospects who are kind of ready to go right now? Where with DeBrinket, you're probably giving up draft picks because they're still kind of in the same rebuilding phase that we are. So is it like, would Eiserman really want to give up guys that are, you know, the prospects? Or would he want to give up the picks? And I feel like he would probably rather give up the picks than the guys that, you know, he and his newly minted assistant GM have, uh, you know, scrutinized and already (laughs) selected. Well, I'll put it this way. What he ultimately needs, right, is Elliot
0: Friedman to tweet out, like, oh, in, in the running for Nylander. Steve Eiserman and the Detroit Red Wings, right? Because that those kind of conversations kind of put the accelerator on for some decision making. Like these guys use Elliot Friedman um, to tell stories that maybe don't exist, but I, I'm, I'm dead serious with that, right? Like they're checking uh, if there was, you know, in every sport, I should say they're they're checking like what's going on on ESPN for the NHL. They're checking what's going on on TSN and Sportsnet. And that's where Elliot Friedman comes into play. So, what they need is Ottawa to not only be under this crunch of like, hey, we were just outside of the playoffs, we can add to this team. And, you know, think about like from Ottawa's perspective, they're not looking like we we want to break it because we're like, oh, 40 goals before. Ottawa's looking at this and they're like, look, we need to replace a guy who had sub 30 goals. We can find that right now. We can maybe bring in Tarasenko and with the right combo on a line. Tarsynko could light it up again, so they're like right there, right? And with a trade with the Brinket, maybe they're going to bring something else in that can help this year. All that being said, um, I think I think to to kind of push that accelerator, you you'd need this this other deal like Nylander to kind of look like it's it's pretty close to happening. But, uh, you know, another thing, too, that we don't talk about enough. All these signings happened. What are the chances that the Red Wings do have one of their own guys, like, ready to be shipped out? And this is going to be their way to make sure the roster was filled out. They've heard the trade conversations that are out there. They know what these other teams are looking for. And now they're playing a waiting game because the Red Wings are in no rush. But these other teams are under the rush. You know, they they're the ones that were closer to the playoffs or in the playoffs or your whole core is going to be blown up. Um, possibly next year, like what, what, what can Toronto do to salvage a Nylander trade and still have Austin Matthews for maybe one more year, you know, like the crunch is on them, not on the red wing. So I, maybe patience is key here and maybe, maybe we start the real hammering down on Steve Eiserman after this year, after this upcoming trade deadline. And we say, Wow. Another trade deadline went by. We didn't weaponize the cap again. You know,
2: yeah, didn't um, come
0: away with a top forward. And here we are, just hoping Austin Matthews wants to sign in Detroit, which you know would be probably was probably not going to happen. So,
2: um, so I guess let's look at yeah. that way. Let's. I think that you kind of you got us to a good point, right? Where um, we kind of. By the way, this. Peripheral- is- Peripheral... All of this is
0: impromptu conversation. None of this is on the slide. So we have a lot to talk about today.
2: Um, so, you know, if you're signing peripheral guys and you're still setting yourself up for a little bit of cap space, you still have about nine or ten. So you could still afford, you know, uh, A-plus talent. You could afford basically one more contract. Can you, as Red Wing fans, do you feel confident that <laughs> you can... Not make a move for DeBrinket. Not make a move for Nylander. And then you see if you can just get in the room for Austin Matthews. God. I, I don't like, want is that is that. that. is that risk worth it where you just punt on this season and then make calls at the trade deadline? And if the negotiations are still on the toilet and you can have him go from a blue jersey to a red jersey. I mean, like, is there any chance that that's something that Iserman actually I, is considering or <laughs> is, is he still worried about winning every trade on the athletic?
0: I really I really can't believe that that's that would be something that fingers are like currently crossed on right now. Right.
2: I don't know. And it's such a huge deal, though, because you it's like you wouldn't want to sacrifice cap space to figure out, oh, my God, this guy's going to go out on the open market. And I mean, it's like, you know, not quite LeBron James, but it's almost LeBron James. You know, that kind of, you know, there's only what, like 10 guys who score that many points a season. So you'd have one of the top 10 players in the whole league. Uh,
0: Yeah, and Joe's comment here, he's going to get 14 and a half from someone. No, thanks. I'll, I'll say this. I have no problem paying that if you're getting Austin Matthews. Totally cool with that
2: silver uh so far trying to usurp uh jared as commenter of the episode (laughs) (laughs) i take
0: matthews at 14 and a half rather than 11 plus of comfort and cop holy mackerel silver that is a great comment joe i love you but yeah i'm kind of right there with silver i i think you overpay for your superstars and uh you kind of trust your ability to scout and develop and build out your bottom six that way. Like when Eisenman says he wants to build through the draft, that's kind of what I was hoping. Like we were going to trade some assets and build, you know, find a super duper star and then, you know, build through the draft. We'll have, we have a bunch of guys that could fill out the bottom six because we're built like the Tampa Bay lightning, but. um
2: Yeah. No, it's uh it would mean you're, you know, a little bit more top heavy, but it also means you kind of have some pillars that you can count on. Um, and right. then you kind of cycle through as you you know acquire you know second and third round picks and then see if these guys could pan out, you know, as a middle six or bottom six forward.
0: And Joe throws out there, I get it, but you can't win with one line. Toronto has proven that.
2: and absolutely. And that's where well I feel like Toronto has proven that Toronto can't win. <laughs> I feel like other teams can maybe make that work
0: now, Danby, how did overpaying superstars work out for Toronto? Well, how did it work out for Florida and Vegas? Worked out pretty good. So, <laughs> I
2: mean, here's the thing:
0: would you would you mind? Tampa,
2: I'm gonna say, can I throw Tampa Bay in that group too? Because they yeah. have a couple guys that they pay a bunch of money, and then they, they have depth. Guy, they have depth guys that they don't even give a fuck. They're like, all right, see you later, <laughs> off season. <laughs> see you, bud. We'll figure something else out. We'll, wait, I want to be right. part of the Cup Run. No, no, we're good. We got Cooch yeah. and Stampco. See you later. Oh, okay. Bye, bye
0: yeah, I just like you've got again, overpay for your superstars find find your garbage for your bottom six. And I know it's not working for Edmonton or Toronto right now, but also, like we've kind of heard like, um, uh, I don't know, let's not even get into like who's who's a destination and what can they fill out like it's it looks like even in Toronto, like this is hindsight is twenty twenty. But it looks like there were some disagreements between the President of operations and the GM and that can't that absolutely can't be a thing um so now Toronto is just leaning into the core is where we're at and grit and, you know let's add some grit. let's get a bertuzzi in there so that's what Toronto's doing now. but anyway um I just want to say like that's that's a problem with a front office that doesn't know what it wants to do, right um their former GM now in, Pittsburgh uh has hinted that he wanted to trade pieces of the core to try and reset and he was told by Mr. Shanahan absolutely not um so throw that out there Joe Diamond Eichel is the first nine and a half mil a year player to win a Stanley Cup how happy do you think McKinnon is right now with his contract he feels so Fucked by that contract, and Colorado is gonna pay out the. They're paying out the fucking ass. So yes, Joe. Yeah. Well, I just you know you know. Damn it! Enough (laughs) with these. Like Colorado lucked out on a contract with
2: Nathan. I just okay. Okay. I really have to push back on some of these comments because the the philosophy can't be we're just gonna sign a bunch of confers to win a cup. That that can't possibly be a sustainable. Right. Like process. You. You're not going to turn if Austin Matthews actually said, "You know what? I want to play in Detroit for 9.4 million dollars." You guys would be like, "No. No. No to Austin Matthews at 9.4." Come on. That's that's utter madness. Like it's the fault it, it the fault is not because you have superstars on your team. It's because you just didn't do a great job of managing the rest of the team. And I have confidence in Steve managing the rest of the team. What I'm scared of is we don't have the stars. So, you know, the depth is very nice. And I I feel like we we have guys who could come in and score 30 points over 75 games played. We have those guys, but we don't have the guys who are taking us to the playoffs. That's why this is an almost unwatchable product on a lot of nights. So I I just, I got to push back. I I can't just say that we should not be pursuing superstars because they want to get paid. Yeah,
0: and I, I mean, you'd pull up, like, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos. Underpaid. I don't know how you, how you make that work. I don't know how, like, oh, could we, would you please come to the Detroit Red Wings and we will underpay you? Um, no, thank you. I'm going to go to a team that will pay me more. Like, that's what that's what we're going to have to do, y'all.
2: And it I... also means that, like... <sighs> You know, when you when you have those guys, and then you're fleshing out the rest of your roster, you don't even consider a cop. So you don't even have these debates about, oh, does he have some lingering injury? Is this is this as good as it gets for him? You're not even in the conversation. You didn't even bother with the cop. But instead, that's like our top free agent acquisition from last year. It just it makes your conversations a lot a lot more different. I I would rather have those. I would rather be. Ooh, how are we going to figure out the depth? Um, you know, in the bottom six, rather than um, our second line center is a guy who's going to score forty points, and his defense—maybe uh, he needs better wings around him because his defense has plummeted since he became a red line.
0: Uh Now, decoy, you said earmuffs after the Penguins beat Toronto in the first. First of all, Toronto made it to the second round of the playoffs this year. Penguins didn't even make it to the playoffs. So boom. <laughs>
2: All right, we debunk that one. What yep.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's get back to the slides here because there's there's like some good conversations to have here, guys. But you know, we're also talking about signing a DeBrinket. Like the point of the nine and a half mil, like that's right where you're going to be at with DeBrinket. So, and Jack Eichel's at ten million. So I, I just, you guys are driving me crazy. Like the the caps the cap has gone up for these guys and to play the game of like tampa bay's had Stampco signed for years and kucherov is is just barely on like the tail end of where maximum contracts were for a winger at you know for his production like just cut it out all right cut it out tampa bay lucked out and we know that they have cat problems because they've got to pay out the ass on all these guys um and we're not paying out the ass on anybody, so stop it. All right. Ketzel throws out there. Feed me a star. Thank you, Ketzel. There's, there's a smart man. Love you. Uh,
2: Chewy <laughs> thrown out there. I'd rather have a yeah. cup hungry gut than a cocky money hungry. Uh, probably if that could score.
0: Give me cocky any day of the week. Mike, cue that up and make that a drop for our show.
2: Well, you know who's probably pretty <laughs> cup-hungry is Austin Matthews, because he's got zero <laughs> of them.
0: True. Yeah, you can oh, no. get a combo. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. Um, you Decoy. can be a
2: cup-hungry, cocky, money-hungry guy, too. Decoy, how dare you? Cop had a tummy ache last year. Cut him some slack. He did. Yeah, that injury does suck. I know. I just... Hey, it's cool, too,
0: because when you have an injury that's that severe, it pauses the aging process. So, yeah, so we don't have to worry about him aging or the injury affecting him in the future. You just get to continue paying him and know that none of the injury will affect him at all going forward. Win, win, win. (laughs) Oh, no. I've been saving that one. (laughs) I'm sorry, Decoy. I, I just... The cop stuff drives me crazy because no man has had more excuses than in front of them.
2: being when he wrote tummy ache.
0: Oh, you know what? Oh, uh, God. Decoy, you're... Oh, I'm sorry. Mike, you're right. You're right. Mike, uh, oh. Decoy, I love you. I'm so
2: sorry. Let's move on. Oh. Dan B saying Buffalo <laughs> signing great players to long and reasonable contracts. That's how Tampa did it and how the Wings are trying to do it. Uh, Dan B, can I push back on great players that were signing? What great players have the Red Wings signed recently? Uh, I'm not putting Cop in that list. I'm not putting Sherat on that list. Uh, Kubelik. I feel like I could find that replacement level talent somewhere else. Uh, I, I got to push back on great. I got to do it. Well, like... Ketzel, my man. Most teams build around stars, not support players. I've never i'm i'm so literally weird. baffled right now that this that this consensus is you know what let's just get I don't as many middle six forwards as let's lead the six let's lead the league in like middle six forwards over <laughs> <laughs> throws out there
0: if we have the most support players maybe <laughs> that's got to be this, sarcastic right?
2: this is madness i i'm chewy i'm about to get a hernia just reacting to some of these comments my hernia surgery went okay Slight tummy ache, but still, well, that's just a nice thing. George,
0: you're okay. okay. Um, oh. Decoy, tell me you're still here. I feel so bad that I was a dick. It's not going to go. Uh, U- Ulysses Odysseus, throw it in there. Best case for Steve Eisman is Detroit Red Wings are creating culture, hard work, defense uh, from players like Lucas Raven, Marco Casper, Simon Edmondson to come in and take the reins. I just I think my problem is, is that we look at this upcoming season and I, I started the conversation with like, this wasn't anything to be stoked about. Right. This wasn't anything to like you look at these signings. And you're like, now I'm excited about this season. Um, It wasn't. So that the exciting part still has to come. Right. And the other part of this is just like we keep playing the game of like, well, if Raymond, well, if Marco Casper, well, if Simon Edmondson and and we don't know anything about that right and it's just what risk are you gonna take is going into the unknown with the young guys that you drafted for sure and that goes back to the culture they're building right like draper is now promoted and that's because of the draft picks that he's made and and sort of the the team that he's built and they always talk about hey it doesn't matter what's going on in the draft we have our list if our guys are available we're gonna trust the list right so that's that's one way to build this team and they're starting to do that you know like rewarding their staff in the front office eventually we got to start rewarding these players um so it it just goes along like what risk are you willing to take and um you know at some point we're gonna have to pay lucas raymond marco casper and simon edmondson and um You know, of course, we're a little bit closer to Lucas Raymond than Casper and Edmondson, unlike those big contracts. But, you know, which which risk are you going to take? Are Uh, you going to trust that the scouting department did what they needed to do to find Lucas Raymond?
2: Can I throw out there too? Ketzel has had a pretty couple pretty good uh, comments here. If we had won the Bedard sweepstakes, we would love these death signings. Yes, because we would have a pillar superstar. You are absolutely correct. And then he said, he follows up, but we didn't. So get me something to move the needle. Um, Hell yeah, Ketzel. So that's why it it was something we kind of posed before we dropped all these names. I I like Silver's comment. (laughs) Draper's guilty of nepotism. Yeah, he can't get promoted for using nepotism to draft a play. Anyway. um, (laughs) The... uh, what was I going to say? So we wanted to, uh, we're going to love this time. We didn't so give me something to move the needle. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what we started this discussion with was I think all of these signings are a lot more palatable if we did find out, Oh, okay. Steve was still working on, you know, the more difficult moves, right? The move that would involve to bring it the move that might involve, uh, you know, pillaging from a uh, cap strapped, you know, Toronto Maple Leaf team. Um, oh <laughs> decoys back i'm here had to step away to pay zadina for my pizza
0: Is he working for little caesars now Decoy? Is that was that they the, do deliver uh... now yeah they do deliver yeah. now um... sorry i stepped on your point again
2: <laughs> no that's fine uh the um <laughs> no it's you know it's not that we're against depth signings but the scary part is it kind of feels like this is it and I yeah, know I mean he's so had badly, his... so badly wants to win trades. And I, I am like, Yeah, He had his oh, press I... conference. That's
0: it. He's done. He's off for the summer.
2: Like if um, you are it in next season, I, I don't know. Are you, are you really geeked about a confer, you know, you know, playing a defensive forward, like. This team got. No. It's been This team's been annihilated, man. Like what, five years in a row with the like goal differential, and now they're trying to tell us that the um, the difference in this year's squad is that we're gonna we're gonna be so good defensively that it's gonna lead to more offensively. And I push back and say, well, who's gonna be offensively? Because we don't have any offensively.
0: Yeah, that, that is true. You kind of saw like, uh, who was that Pat Caputo that leaned into that point. And then like, you've got, I mean, you, yeah, you're throwing in a Toronto Maple Leaf into that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Come on,
2: Pat, like sure those. plus minus at us, at, you know, guys who are on good teams, right. so their plus minuses are inflated. Come on, Pat Caputo.
0: Pulling a guy from Colorado. Oh, oh, what happened? What happened? Kale McCarr helped out. <laughs> what? What? Um. So yeah. Plus minus is a dumb stat. So Pat Caputo. I think the fact that Pat Caputo is on board is the one thing that irked me the most. <laughs> like Pat Caputo being like, "Hey, you guys, you, j- you know the Iser plan knows what's up. You just gotta trust Steve and what he's doing." I I just like that. Nothing has irked me more than Pat Caputo's tweet earlier today and him being so stoked for the Iser plan. I.
2: I really like uh you know that uh, Ben Schott. I think he's got a lot of It's <laughs> got a lot of grit. He's gritty. It's you know, gritty. Got some size, you know, a little size, got a little grit. All right, know, let's do I know, this. I know, real... he, I know he tanked most of Cider's whole career. Um until <laughs> he switched bearings, but man, look at that grit. All
0: right, real quick. Let's do our DraftKings ad. We'll come back. We'll start running through these uh Let's we'll get start running through these. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler in Massachusetts. Call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling. Helpline ma.org in New York. Call 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467 In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Food Hill Casino Resort, kansas and west virginia gambling problem call one gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by the west virginia lottery please play responsibly in partnership with hollywood casino at charlestown races in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 and up in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction See cdraftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after insurance one boost per eligible game often required max bet 50 dollars. 10 plus leg required for 100 percent boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.com draft sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms a good point here from ketzel
0: don't get me wrong i'm still on board with the Iser plan but i need one more move before training camp
2: super fair i need i need the move ketzel that makes me want to go to little caesar's arena I need, you know, one more move that makes me want to go like, ooh, I want to go buy NHL video game this year because I want to see how the Red Wings play out. I, like, I, I don't fire up the game. I don't buy tickets to watch, you know, uh, us only lose four to three instead of, you know, six to two. I, it, I really thought we were going to get some goal scoring this offseason. That has not been a priority so far.
0: Let me throw this out there. This is how I'll get excited. Right now, cap friendly, which is unfair because it just is plug and play. Um, on their depth chart has David Perron starting on the first line with Dylan Larkin and Dominic Kubelik. Mm. Give me a depth chart that does not have David Perron on the first line. That's the kind of move I and want. And we like
2: David Perron. Yeah, that's just
0: there's nothing wrong with it. That's what we're saying, where it's like, oh my god, you bring in that high-level scorer and you move Perron down to the bottom six. I'm not joking. That's the spot that a playoff team has David Perron. I just said playoff team while we've been whining this whole episode. That's where David Perron is to be successful.
2: Ketzel. Ketzel is cooking right now. He is cooking like a fry cook at McDonald's. He's cranking those burgers out. If is first line, we deserve another top 10 pick. Um, I think if he's first line, we will get a top 10 pick. Uh, not good. And there is,
0: there is excitement. Craig McDonald throws out. Don't forget about Mazer, the laser, Marco Casper, Mazer, two laser razor. Razor. Oh my God. I can't say. Razor, Jesus. Mazer to Razor, which would be if we can get Mazer playing with Lucas Raymond. And then Marco Casper, who had pretty good uh, three-on-three game, which, Mike, I don't know if you caught the highlights. Um, nope, I, I did rag- not
2: watch a three-on-three practice. Nope, skip that.
0: Kind of looked like an all-star game. I'm probably being a dick right now, but goddamn if I didn't see Sticks just kind of lazily waving around on defense um, and forwards just having a good time. Skating around the defensemen. Um, yeah, I, I tweeted out. I was like, that looked like an all-star game goal. And I think I got a lot of likes from people who are like, yeah, he does belong in the all-star game. But I was ragging on it. I was like, nope, that looks like defensemen were like, fuck this. The goalie was like, I don't give a shit. And goals. <laughs> uh,
2: Dan B thrown out there. The Wings have won four cups my lifetime. They get roasted for being out of the playoffs. The Lions have won one playoff game in my life and fans love them uh
0: yep that's Dems the break uh, nfl
2: yeah. versus the nhl yeah yes
0: Uh blake throws out there something in the works my guess is Bergren is gone
2: blake i gotta say uh, uh for all these trades that we're moving and making um uh, and fantasy booking um uh, their poor Bergren is probably the most likely trade piece he's young he's scoring goals uh he's a prospect that interests people he's on the cusp of being like a regular nhl guy um but that's the that's the one thing matt and i have not touched on at all um because we're okay making these trades we haven't really thrown out who the uh who the candidates would be which prospects are really willing to give up on because for these top level guys it's it, it can't possibly just be draft picks like unless it's you know toronto with their awful cap sheet right. um you know, unless they make us, uh, you know, absorb some other contract, and then we throw in an NHL guy and prospects. Um, so yeah, we would have to figure out which which um, which of the young guns we'd be willing to get rid of.
0: All right, let's run through some of these signings real quick. Reimer, fuck you.
2: Um, the less uh, said the better. Yes. Yeah, Alex that guy.
0: Lyon, looking pretty good. Why not? Backup goaltender. Even strike numbers from evolving hockey and shorthanded numbers look pretty good. He's in uh, the top half of the league on uh, the penalty kill, and even strength wise, he's at least in the top half of the league. I like it. All right, Daniel's split war baby, woo! Eighty-six percent war on uh, fourth line minutes. Let's not forget that part. Uh, oh. What he brings to the table is an ability to. Score with his limited minutes, uh, but he is a liability defensively. Like, he is thinking all the time, puck, back, net. That's it. Goals for 60, top 97% of the league. Finishing, top 92%. Mike, this is one of the things we kept talking about. Bring some finishing to this game. But defensively, he's a liability. So, Mike, we brought in JT Comfort, who is a lock down i don't know center let's throw yeah let's just call him that
2: locked up um yeah he had a he had his career year last year right yeah his previous high in points was 32 in uh four years ago and last year he he got a lot of minutes um ended up scoring 52 points in 82 games still not a 20 goal scorer um but uh
0: Yeah, if I, if I may, like if you guys look at so we we brought up uh, for anybody on the podcast, you can't see it, so I'll describe it. But uh, for anybody on YouTube, we have the offense versus defense sort of listing here on the uh, the J Fresh player card. You can see defensively, he's always been in the top half of the league and did even better last year. And last year you would say he had tougher assignments. Um improved a little bit, and that's probably again based on his line mates JT had last year. Which doesn't hurt but i i think right here is probably the most telling part of this story for bringing in Sprong and comfort and i think if you put them on the same line you've got guys that are canceling out the negatives and hopefully this won't have the opposite effect of canceling out the positives <laughs> but but i think what we're looking at here is comfort can cover most of the mistakes for Sprong and Sprong can be Sprong. So comfort can do what he does best, Sprong can do what he does best. And what we're looking at for all the podcast listeners is just the representation here on the Evolving Hockey Rampum charts where we show uh blue bars of course meaning good, red bars meaning bad. Blue bars good for JT Confor in regards to uh expected goals against per 60 and uh Sprong has his blue bars of course reflecting positively for his goals for per 60. So let's just kind of play that game is that if these guys are paired together, I think it's a perfect pair. You could also see Sprong playing with cop. Uh, but either way, I want to see Sprong on the third line and not in my top six <laughs> anyway, shape or form.
2: Uh, can you quickly touch on um, the goals for for 60 versus expected goals for
0: for 60? Oh, and what the definition is for that. Yeah. Yeah. Goals for for 60 is your actual goals for. Like, those are the pucks that hit the back of the net. They actually hit the twine. Expected is based on while you are on the ice, what are the pucks that are thrown at the net? What are the chances that they actually hit the back of the net? It depends on positioning. What is the situation? Is this a rebound attempt right out in front of the net? Is this uh, right between the pipes? Is this up against the blue line, and you're just kind of throwing the puck at the net, seeing if somebody can tip it? Of course if it doesn't get tipped very low chance that that puck's going in so that would be the difference that's an expected goals for is the higher chance of that puck hitting the back of the net and the goals for per 60 is of course measuring those actual pucks going in the back of the net
2: cool no because we just had a few people that were asking about it i think it was danby and might have been one other person
0: oh sorry about that guys Um another couple of signings here that I think if they play together work out. Shane Goss despair put him on your left side. Justin Hall put him on your right side. Again, I think I think we're solving for a couple of issues here. Shane uh on more of the offensive side and Justin Hall solving some problems on the defensive side. Shane Goss despair's biggest issues seem to be on allowing chances where Justin Hall seems to be able to prevent those chances. So maybe we work out to just a wash, but uh, this would be a pairing that could make sense. But I think ultimately what we're looking at here is maybe an opportunity for, uh, if we go back here and just to point out that Justin's on the right side, probably an opportunity to hook up uh, a veteran defenseman here with Simon Edvinson, that I would guess is making the team this upcoming season. Uh, but that's that's kind of how this could shake out and how these two signings actually balance each other out and help out. So I, yeah, I, I, I think I think there's a positive here.
2: I think Gostis Baird is probably going to be the one that uh, he's going to seduce me the most just because he is going to be the offensive defenseman. And I, I get so frustrated sometimes watching our, our power play. Um, yeah. And it looks like he should be a pretty good quarterback. And I, I just I feel bad for Justin Hall because I know that he had such a a rough go in Toronto as far as being like a scapegoat when things are going wrong. But it also looks like he's, you know, kind of doing the most thankless job being a defensive defenseman, you know? Um, and uh, I know he's already, you know, endeared himself to Steve, you know, based on the contract. Um, I, I hope we can try to find a way to uh, let him, you know, wedge his way into our hearts here Um but yeah, I uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty exci- I was pretty excited for that Gus to spare signing, so I'm 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 pretty excited there.
0: Hey guys, real quick, Curtis is such a darling sweetheart. We love you Curtis. Um pointing out, we only have 8 likes. Come on boys, got a second. Hit that like button. Really appreciate it. Um, all right, moving on. Who else do we have here? Clem coming over in that uh, Edmonton trade. If you are a, the Red Wings need more grit. You're happy with this moving on Christian Fisher. <laughs> um, Jeff Merrick's a huge fan of Christian Fisher, so I've heard a lot about him on the 32 Thoughts podcast recently and the Jeff Jeff Merrick podcast. So at
2: well, least there to do penalty um, killing, right? Doesn't hurt. What? Probably a, a cheaper option than Puse at this point. So he's going to be doing some penalty killing for us. Ap-
0: absolutely, yeah um all right so like this is it right and we've already gotten to this point this is max boltman's point Comfort's a good player but to answer the question directly the red wings had better hope not uh in regards to is this the big addition of detroit's offseason red wings had better hope not because while both comfort and daniel sprung will add scoring to their lineup neither is the kind of top six difference maker detroit really needs to feel good about its offseason and that's where I'll end that. There's more that Max shared there, but we've already talked we've we've gotten to that extent. Um we had we had this one that was uh earlier today. Um just sort of like maybe Daniel Sprong is a win, but the disclaimer uh, Daniel Sprong is flawed defensively and probably needs to play in a sheltered bottom six role to perform best. Some teams don't have the appetite to accommodate a one-dimensional player like that. But Detroit's a team where that fit makes sense. Ouch. I actually feel like that, that part hurt. Um, and the hockey news. Our free agent signings. We are a loser to the hockey news. The Wings... Added talent on the weekend, signing four forwards, two defensemen, and two goaltenders to one-way contracts. But something felt off about many of the deals, mostly because they seem to be given to players who must play better to justify their new contracts. At center, JT Comfort is now earning $5.1 million through through 28 and he's being paid like a second liner when, in equal likelihood, he's a third liner. Coming back to that conversation of who's going to be centering the second line, Andrew Kopp or J.T. Compher—they're both in that same range. Christian Fisher got a $1.25 million contract for one year on Sunday, but he still needs to rediscover his 33-point rookie season, 33 points to deserve, to prove he deserves a longer term and bigger salary. Justin Hall somehow got $3.4 million for the next three seasons, and anyone who watched Leafs hockey regularly this past season understands why eyebrows raised when Iserman gave him that deal. End goal. Ville Husso's now understudy is a 35-year-old journeyman, James Reimer, who's also a piece of shit, and they brought in Alex Lyon on a two-year, one-way deal as well. <laughs> In a season where five teams from the highly competitive Metro may limit the Atlantic division, the wings moves on the weekend. Didn't feel like the final pieces of the championship puzzle. Not even close. Detroit's going to need all stars. And we all know how that usually ends. I blocked off some of that comment there. So I'm, I'm kind of just improvising here to end the hockey news's point, but um, we've got local, we've got national perspective, we've it's got a couple
2: fans like us. Um so I, I just it it can be okay as long as the the moves aren't done. If it's done then uh yeah, well, hopefully another- uh Marco Casper becomes an, a a megastar here um after he busted his knee playing one game last season. So
0: I think they said it was something that was lingering when he came over i I don't know for sure but yeah essentially you're looking at dylan Larkin, lucas raymond Marco casper uh maybe bergeron you want to toss him in there and just saying like oh man i hope i hope they can double their production (laughs) from (laughs) last year and and the point is isn't to say that those guys are failures if they can't do it the problem is just that we're looking at another season of dinking and dunking along the way wow what a great game that was if we can do that for 82 games what a great team this would this could be and like oh look it's, at the improvement you know, this player had listen
2: it's not that these players are valueless right we we've talked about you know situating guys in roles where they can succeed and it feels like so many of our recent ac- um, acquisitions have been um you know we're we're signing guys like uh you know like cop comfort uh maybe be second line you know centers it it, for me it's almost like casting you know michael cera as the godfather like it's not that michael cera can't be a good actor um he's really good and super bad but i don't think he can carry an italian mobster film you know big time three-hour production which is what an nhl season is it's a it's a giant epic season and then there's, you know, four rounds of playoffs. And uh, I, I would really like us to find a way to have a first line. And, you know, bless bless Perron. If we could find a way to move him down to the second. My God, there's a way. We had enough depth enough depth to put him on the third line you'd uh you'd be you know i'd be taking those phone calls where they're like hey it's diane over at little caesars how's it going yeah we're just looking at uh season ticket packages what do you think <laughs> you know I'd, I'd take that call
0: um jared and and joe diamond uh throwing out there uh what about clem Co- coston reminds me of what they said about Walman when he was a throw in stevie saw something um Jared throws in there Costin could be a dark horse yeah that i mean that's the key right like we're throwing in the word could like that's what we're doing with all of these guys and that i think that was the point of of the hockey news and somebody said uh in the comments here that the hockey news always rolls over detroit um but it's like maybe that's their point it's like we we have to play this game for the whole season of like yeah, oh. yeah it could work out It could for a lot of teams, but we didn't see moves that were like, this will work out. And, Um, you know, we'll well, find out at the end of next year when Steve does his press conference where he's like, well, look, nobody expected this team to be a playoff team, okay? Um, Which now is just getting condescending, I feel like, those press conferences. But, um, uh... yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, I was, I'm sorry. There's a couple comments I was going to throw in there too. Uh, but go ahead.
0: No, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, right now, I I feel like Steve wouldn't look at this team and say playoff contender, right? So, I like it's not like, like I I would put I would put Tyler Bertuzzi back on this team. I I I would say yeah, but Tyler Bertuzzi gone and put my boy you know you could you could take jt right off there you could take andrew cop off there it's funny it's so much longer we're still paying is robbie fabry another loss ladies and gentlemen four million dollars uh for the next
2: two seasons oh like a sunk cost yeah Uh, (laughs) um well i was just gonna throw in uh decoy saying 2024 will be the big free agent year yeah. um the only pushback i'd say is it it feels like a lot of those guys get moved or they re-sign the year before their free agent it's just kind of how the nhl seems to be going so i would say this is maybe the biggest time period right now uh to see if you can trade for some of those guys um and there was one other one mike a i don't think we've heard from saying what up gangsters, and throwing in there uh we now have we now have three third lines. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh one of my one of my favorite comments of the day, and then Jared saying I will not stand for Michael Sarah's slander. Um you I like Joey if you I'm wish. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna throw up if I have to watch another season of first line Kubelik or Peron. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's where our heads are, right? Collectively. Uh Silver thrown out there. I would have paid Bertuzzi. Uh, with term in lieu of hall and
2: comfort yeah for sure yeah what a puzzling move like i know that bertuzzi has a hell of a time staying healthy but right
0: right like another another half mil to keep the guy that's that's dylan larkin's best friend that brought him to tears when he was traded or you could have a third line, like the hockey news, is we like got to save that one
2: on our list of puzzling moves with Sherat, Zadina, and now Bertuzzi, yeah. Especially if Bertuzzi ends up going off, you know what I mean? Because if that yeah. was the only difference, woof.
0: No, and I, like through this episode too, like I'm being reminded of like all the praise online on on Twitter. Maybe it's not praise; it's more like justification. And you could justify so many things right now. But let's not forget the reality. All right. I know, I know we're playing the well, Steve Eiserman's only, you know, he started in 2019, so it would be unfair to count all of the draft picks that Ken Holland laid before him. But none of those guys were like we we didn't like utilize them as like trade assets or anything. Like right now we're just we've been playing this punt game. And god damn, if if it isn't about wanting some exciting hockey and I get it, like for some people, they don't need it and fine. Maybe I'm a bad hockey fan for wanting my favorite team to compete for the fucking season. God damn it. Maybe that makes me a bad hockey fan. Like I said, but fuck it all to hell. Like I'm, if I was told to my face right now, like you don't have to give a shit about this season. I, I don't know. Like we, we're going to go into it, right? We're going to go into the season and be like, Oh, maybe there's a chance. You know, maybe we'll watch October and we'll come out on top of 500, but we know.
2: Yeah, maybe. Oh. I mean,
0: without that huge move, we know this team is destined for Cole Iserman and how and Zetterberg coming up in the next round, which by the way, Zetterberg's ranked at 20th. So maybe we can have Zetterberg like no problem. Cause we have two <sighs> picks in the first round. So we'll get to land, uh, <laughs> one of them um i will say too on a on a year that we just got through with a ton of forwards and we haven't really talked about our draft picks uh next season is already, already being dubbed as the year of the defenseman for the draft so mm. being a team that's
2: stocked with defense quite a draft, few of those yeah uh all
0: right uh mike real quick because we won't know anything about this draft for like two or three years What do you you Um, think about the uh, 2023 draft picks? And anybody who has hard feelings on this is a, is a, like, you're you're insane.
2: Yeah. None of us have actually watched more than two YouTube videos of any of these guys. So we can't really weigh in, but I will say I, I was shocked at Nate Danielson's, uh, reaction to being drafted to the red wings because he definitely looked like he got drafted to defend france um in 1944 <laughs> um he did not look excited about that at all and i thought oh maybe it's just me maybe it's like a maturity thing and then my boy axel who met i have some receipts on that one i called that pick yeah you, you said did. Do you want the big defenseman i'm like nope i want the swerve that's what eiserman does he swerves us yeah. and he did not disappoint by taking uh, is it palika Pelika? Sure. We're calling him Axel, so we're, we're not going to use him that Axel, last Yeah. anyway. Yeah. Everybody has been calling
0: him Pelican, I mean, come on. What are we doing And here? when that dude was there. coming
2: down, high-fiving, chest-bumping, head-butting Iserman on the way to the podium, I'm like, yeah, this this is what it's supposed to look like. Not whatever that, that Danielson reaction was. So, uh, first impression, uh, <laughs> Nate Danielson has the personality of 2% milk.
0: Jared coming in hot for a comment of the... The
2: podcast he's taking a lot of swings <laughs> today he said it's pretty good jokes um yeah i i don't know who I, you'd think a guy with red hair would be more excited to be a red wing but maybe he's <laughs> worried that he just can't escape the redness and he's like god damn it it's happening again he just wanted one team where it wasn't about hey big red hey red wing red wing yeah um yeah,
0: dan, dan b likes uh likes uh, axel i'm gonna call him axel yeah. but we have a decoy in there calling him pelican too ketzel's calling him pelican um look i i think th- yeah the thing to land on was what a <laughs> i what don't know bizarre reaction <laughs> uh, yeah a gallon of two percent milk i'll just take jared's jared's yeah. wording there that uh, nate was axel couldn't have been more excited i was really happy we picked up noah dower Nilsson. that was one of the guys we highlighted for our like after first round picks and we, we ended up taking them in the third and I thought we'd go for him with pick 41, 42 or 43. Um, Mike, we did say if we pick 41, 42, 43, it's a loss of a draft and we traded Luckily, away. We pick traded 43
2: <laughs> <Yes. We're laughs> yeah. still won the draft. Woo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, in the nick of time too. Uh, like while the pick was on the table, they were trading it away. Um, but yeah, it's um, Mike. What do you think uh, with with uh, Nate being red-haired and Dalibor Dvorsky still being on the board? That because Chris Draper is the head of scouting, he went with Nate Danielson over Dalibor Dvorsky.
2: Um, I don't. So we already know he's guilty of nepotism. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hair version of that is. If it's follicul- follicularism, uh, but. Taking another ginger here to start out our, our 2023 draft. Um, I think some questions need to be asked and I think he needs to be demoted out of assistant GM for that.
0: And uh, I should say congratulations and um, RIP at the same time, uh, Columbus blue jackets and Adam Fantilli Uh, Fantilli now going to the uh, Mike Babcock coach team. Um, that was our boy. He came, he, he was available at pick three. And I said, trade away nine, trade away Lucas Raymond and give him 17 too. And, uh, I would have loved Fantilli. I love Lucas Raymond. Don't get me wrong. I have my Lucas Raymond Jersey. I love my boy, but really like me some Adam Fantilli. Um, decoy Draper's draft board. (laughs) Jared Draper has a ginger bias. We're all on the same page. I love it. (laughs) um Joe throw it out there I think Danielson is closer to NHL ready and I think that's the main reason him over yeah, divorced he
2: he does look NHL ready but he also looks ready to leave Detroit so I don't know
0: <laughs> they had to interview him though
2: right wait, I I, presumably right it I, I can't believe he just you know how did the interview go like and they said I think we should take this guy and then they picked him they were like wait did he, it went well, right? Like, did they totally <laughs> did they hey, totally guys, like misconstrue? Yeah, did they totally misconstrue like misconstrue a first date? That's that's what <laughs> it kind of looked like. But anyway,
0: um, who was on the board? I think Zach Benson was still on the board at that time. Um, yeah, and, uh, we have Nate ranked at fifteen from the consolidated rankings. And I think somebody mentioned too, like he did not enter the top 10 in anybody's ranking except for Chris Draper's. So ginger bias indeed. All right, Zedina's gone. We already talked about that. To bring it, let's cross our fingers. Mike, we're all out of topics to talk about. We did it. We made it. It only took us over an hour. All right. So I think we've got one more episode and then we're going to take some time off because Matt's going on vacation. Mike, you probably have a vacation this summer too, right?
2: Yeah. I'm going to be playing video games.
0: <laughs> all right. So we'll do, uh, we'll do one more episode next week to see if anything happens. It might be a short one. Um, and kind of just definitely an emergency put depth
2: cast. If we make a trade, Matt, I don't care what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm here for it.
0: Oh, Jared, quick shout out helm retiring. Of course, with one of the greatest empty net goals of all time. Um, yeah, Goodbye, Darren Helm. Thank you so much for holding the cup after Pavel Datsuk won it for you and Nicholas Litz. Darren
2: Helm, he took up that mantle of uh, that Chris Draper helped pave the way. You know, of a lot he... of breakaways and you know, not quite hitting the net, but hitting the the boards behind the net really loud.
0: You know what, Darren Helm is your uncle's favorite player. Because he just grinds. He's shot you know? out of
2: a cannon. <laughs> Mr. Shot out of a cannon himself.
0: Oh, man. All right. I love you guys. Uh, so like I said, we got one more episode next week. That we're gonna take.
2: We're not ending this oh, episode shit. without Decoy saying, if you are a ginger that played for Little Caesars, you're a first round pick. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Decoy.
0: Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll do an episode next week. Probably a short one because I doubt we're going to get any new news. So maybe we'll set up a, a depth chart. And then, um, yeah, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. So uh, wrapping up the season, we'll go one extra week. Then Elliot Friedman, how's that sound? Seems like, seems appropriate. All right, guys, so. thanks for tuning in tonight. Bud. Good night. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.